Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Subwave Network podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Graham. Thank you, Graham. <laughs> and this week, our season of first takes us into the 2010s as we talk about the era of Doctor Who that for me personally was the era that brought me into the fandom. We are talking about Matt Smith's 11th Doctor and specifically his first episode, The 11th Hour. It's going to be all bow ties and fish fingers and custard from here. So, uh, Lou slash Graham, why don't we begin with uh, with the beginning of the episode, really? Um, and let's talk about um, The 11th Doctor and young Amy Pond. You mean Amelia Pond? Amelia Pond. Sounds like a fairy tale. Sounds like a fairy tale. So, um, I feel it's only acceptable for me to start my conversation off with, can I have an apple? <laughs> new mouth, new rules. All I can, all I can think about apples. I love apples. Maybe I'm having a craving. That's fair. Never had a craving before. Whoa! Look at you. Um. Yeah, as you can tell, bits of this episode have imprinted on my mind through the years of me watching the show, because this is just such a lovable episode as a first. Like obviously, it wasn't my first ever opening episode, but it was one that I remember. Because, once again, if you guys are new here and you're only coming for this episode, we did an episode called Introducing Me, Introducing You, where I brought up the fact that I've been watching Doctor Who since a young, young'un. And 2010 was when I finally understood everything properly. Because it, I was, I want to say 7-8 around the time this got released. Versus, like, being, like, 5 and watching... <laughs> sand shoes so this is just such a good episode um i i love this like you can easily quote this one and i want to also say um i loved the entrance that matt smith had for this he has a brilliant entrance and i will just say if you're interested in hearing about how we both got into doctor who listen to uh, episode one of the subwave network podcast introducing me introducing you um but yeah, Matt, Matt Smith is like he is as as I will say probably many times this episode, he is the Doctor that that like turned me into a Doctor Who fan. This is basically the first episode I saw. Like I'd seen a couple of little bits and pieces and a lot of Sarah Jane Adventures, but this is basically was my entrance into Doctor Who, and like you know what a good entrance it is that yeah like as you said the way that he just jumps out of the TARDIS and I mean like before that we get Amelia praying to Santa to Santa <laughs> about the crap and, and also like I, I love how she's like thank you for the dolls and pencils and the fish but we don't get to see the fish no where is and, and then also the it's Easter now so I hope I don't I'm, I hope I'm not waking you Wait, can I please just offer up a theory to you guys so you know how she's like, and and the fish. Yeah. And she said it's Easter. Mm -hmm. Can we just headcanonly accept this as Jim the fish? Okay, so it's in a reincarnation. It, it's either Jim the fish, or my other theory is that the fish has already been like sacked, sucked even into the crack in the wall. Oh. Uh, and that's I why we never see the fish. Yeah, but surely she'd be distraught about her fish going missing, or 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 um, 
like when I first started watching this, um, when I was younger, I thought she meant fishes and fish fingers or something. Hey, like maybe that. she does. We don't know. Maybe she is thanking Santa for the fish fingers. Ooh, okay. And um, yeah, so we get that a lovely scene. And then out of nowhere, a blue box falls into her garden and she looks outside the window and goes, Thank you. Thank you, Santa. <laughs> like, child, you just, there is a police box that has fell from the sky in your garden, and all you have to say is, Thank you, Santa. And then you run at it. Like, of course you run at it. Because you know what? You're telling me, you're telling me, right? Let's imagine that you've never watched Doctor Who or whatever. Mm-hmm. A, a TARDIS lands in your garden, and your first thought is to thank Santa, run out to it, and go explore it. At a young age, while you're home alone. I'm sorry, but if that was me, I'd be hiding under my bed crying. Yeah, but you know what? Must be a hell of a scary crack in her wall. Uh, (laughs) To be honest, I wouldn't like. If she's home alone and all she hears is because you has escaped, I would enjoy the company. (laughs) (laughs) Like. But see, you've also got to put yourself in the position of. A young Scottish girl who's had to move to England, and not just to England, but to Ledworth, which, I mean, no offence, but it just appears to be one of the more small and boring um, little English villages. With a duck um, pond with no But no ducks. ducks. Okay, I always thought, every time I watch this episode, I'm like, are they going to come back to that? Like, when they when they come back to Ledworth... It's going to be like the bees disappearing all over again. There's going to be a reason why there's no ducks in the duck pond. There never Never. Is. So, d- what's your headcanon on what happened to the ducks? Um, the ducks disappeared the same way as the bees, obviously. That's what I wanted them to come back and, and, uh, and talk about. Because yeah. I mean, that, which obviously means that some ducks are alien, but not all ducks. It would make sense if ducks were aliens. The birds work for the bourgeoisie. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the genius that is the food scene. Okay, okay. Um, No, we're missing a scene that's really important here. Are you okay? Oh, I I just fell into... Like, I just fell right down there into the library. Hell of a climb back up. But you're wet. I was in the swimming pool. But you said you were in the library. So was the swimming pool. Like, the genius of having a swim pool in the library. Do, do you know what also this episode really is like? The first thing that it shows you is that Matt Smith is brilliant when he plays alongside children. Like, yes. even when, and this is definitely not the case, like, because Caitlin Blackwood, who was who is Karen Gillan's cousin, who plays Amelia, is brilliant. But even when you get the situations later on in his era where you don't get the strongest child actors, he's always brilliant up against child actors. Yeah, I think I think that's like a really good quality to have if you're playing the Doctor. Because it kind of just gives you a sense of comfort. Yeah. You know. Also, another thing that like the Doctor always seems to be a little bit rude after he freshly regenerates, with like when he when you get to that line of like you're Scottish, fry something. You could say please, doctor. You know? Yeah, and then maybe and then, um, 
the yogurt bit. The, I hate yogurt. Uh, it's just stuff with it. Well, yogurt doesn't always have this. <laughs> and 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 then and then we have bad beans. Um, beans. Beans are evil. Bad bad beans. <laughs> are you insane? We have those. Um, no, my favorite bit. My absolute mm-hmm. favorite. When he throws the bread and butter out the window. And stay out. And st- like, I so wait. badly wanted to do that as a child to eat a piece of bread and butter out the window. Wait. We've got carrots. Carrots? You insane? No, I know what I need. I need. I need, I need, I need fish fingers. Fish fingers and, and custard. And fish fingers and custard is not actually a bad combo, boys and girls and non-gender conformists. And time lords. And Daleks and Cyber- I, 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 You get the point, <laughs> everyone. Everything. Etc. 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 It's not that bad. Although that might have been my delusional, like, ten-year-old self trying to convince myself that I'm the doctor. Because I used to have a pe- I used to have a pair of suspenders and a bow tie and the fez, and I still have the like 2010 2011 release like the first release of the sonics yeah i you know? i still have with within eyesight of me right now my fez my bow tie my I sonic screwdriver i don't own my fez but i do still own a bunch of suspenders um a few bow ties well that's because bow ties are cool they are they're really cool so we we need to talk about how Amelia is not scared of being left alone. Which really because does show, like, it really does show how much she's scared of that crack then. If she's praying to Santa, and she's and he's like, so your aunt, where's she at anyways? And then he, she's like, she's out. And he's like, and she left you all alone. And she's like, I'm not scared. scared. And then, and then he has that amazing scene where it's like, you're not afraid of anything. Box falls out of the sky, man falls out of box, man eats fish, fish custard. And look at you, sitting there. And she's like eating like a tub of ice cream. Yeah, she's just eating with, ice cream with, with a the, scoop. With I love scoop. it. Bear in mind. I love it. Amazing. <sighs> and then we see the crack and we get one of my favourite Matt Smith lines is the way that he delivers the line two parts of space and time that should never have touched pressed together right here in the wall of your bedroom i'm not realizing how easy i can quote this episode. <laughs> it's a very quotable episode mm-hmm. i mean it's it's brilliant mm-hmm. and then we get another thing which happens a couple of times in this episode and then is never repeated again the whole like there was a thing in the corner of my eye like really cool camera effects I love that. However, I'm I'm sad they never use that again, especially with like Amy. Mm-hmm. That would have been brilliant to keep as a regular thing. And so, um, yes, I I I have a I think I have a, a good uh, transition period as we move um, to talk about uh, the rest of the episode. Give me five minutes and I'll be right back. Um, I was thinking uh, yes, and then twelve years later. <laughs> oh, I could have edited that in, but you did that absolutely perfect. Thank you. Um, and then we get um, um, older Amy, and I did realise because I was trying to work out how to best uh, describe 
what we get when we first see Amy, and and I did, and it did um, uh, come to me. Um, so you know, later in the episode where she's staring at the Doctor when he's changing. Yes. Okay, like that. So um, cricket bat, lovely, because I'm going to claim that as a Fifth Doctor reference, which we talked about I last week. Think it was. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, you should go back and listen to our episode on the Fifth Doctor. And that is actually a really good tie-in. Isn't it just? Mm-hmm. And the whole, like, faking back up and Karen Gillan's, like, police accent. <laughs> and then she's, and then he asks about Amelia. And she's like... Six months. How? No, 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 no. It can't be six months. No, I promise. I said five minutes. <laughs> and then... First of all, a little, we get that amazing scene. In my opinion, I really like this one. Like, there's a lot of amazing scenes in this one, but this one is perfect for me, in in my mind. When he asks her how many rooms are on the floor. Oh, it's brilliant. But it's... my problem is... Yeah. So we've seen the corridor. Mm-hmm. It's an L-shaped corridor. Mm-hmm. The door is at the end of the corridor. How is it... In her whole life living there. And you can't tell me it because it was in the corner of her eye. When she turns around to go to the staircase, she faces straight at that door. There's a perception filter on it, I believe. Okay, yeah, but but surely. Right, so you're telling me that if you were in her footsteps and, you know, you'd, you'd, the corner oh. of your eye, surely at some of the angles she was at, she would have noticed. If you live with... If you grow up with a time crack in your bedroom... I'm sure there's a good enough reason. Besides, what you have to do is just don't think too much about that and think about the next scene where she talks about how the Sonic, yeah, it just rolled up, rolled under the door and and then jumped up on the table. table. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, and then we finally... Meet Prisoner Zero. Prisoner Zero. Who, I don't know if it's just me. But I just want to stroke him. Okay, yeah, I think it's just you. He looks like he looks like he'd feel like a snake. Prisoner but Zero like will vacate the human residence, or the human residence will human be residence. incinerated. I repeat. And, um, also, do you have to repeat it like that quickly? Maybe. <laughs> or um, how about I give you this? Um, will that door hold it? Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. It's an interdimensional waterfall from outer space. They're terrified space. of wood. Look, if it was a sonic screwdriver, the wood would hold it. No. Sonic doesn't work on wood. <laughs> and then but, the... But, you know, so... it was it was the police outfit or a French maid. We'll carry on. <laughs> and then he's like, we have backup. And then and she's like, I was pretending. It's a pretend radio. But you're a policewoman. I'm like a kiss a <laughs> And the whole, well, like, going back and forth every two seconds, we have backup, and that is why we are safe. No, sorry, we do no, not, sorry, have we backup, do not have backup, and that is why we are safe. No, wait, we have backup again, and that is why we are safe. We are safe. When I say run, run. Run. <laughs> run. Oh. <laughs> run. Oh, and then you get the whole, the doctor, like, starts working it out. And the moment when it changes, when, like, Amy, like, snaps with the, like, 
why did you say five minutes? Oh, that is amazing. And he's like, what? <sighs> and then, and you, uh, and you barely get a moment to breathe and then they're off running again. And, and I then, love the um, whole 12 years. And four psychiatrists. I kept biting four. them. I kept biting them. Why? They said you weren't real. real. <laughs> Honestly. And um, I, I love that. So, and do you know I, what? We meet, we meet Jeff and his nan. And we never come back to Jeff and his nan. I wonder how the nan's doing. I know. But listen, I'm Did the doctor. I'm been... worse than everybody's aunt. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Jeff cleared his browser history. Um. So, I I want to bring up the conversation between Jeff's nan and Amy. <laughs> oh, those little, there's the little cartoons, the raggedy doctor. I love the fact that like everyone Amy knows in her town knows about the doctor. That that is really sweet, in my opinion. <laughs> Because that just proves some people like believed her in ways, you know. Well, they entertained her, you know. Rory dressed up as him. <laughs> yeah, I know that that they'd be entertaining stories, but you just know. <laughs> I feel I, like I know, like in this realm of Doctor Who, they don't remember all the stuff that happened, like Cybermen taking over Daleks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But. You can just tell, like, for example, Jeff's nan. I feel like she believed Amy. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. And then um, we we get the scene of... Um, she's like, I thought you were a nurse. Or was it a nun? I dabble. <laughs> oh, oh how we off. see Amy grow when she's, like, a travel writer. In like series seven, she she definitely uh has grown. Mm-hmm. And and we meet um, Rory, and we don't really know who Rory is at this point. You know, he's a he's a friend, boyfriend, kind of boyfriend. And then I like how the doctor refers. Oh, Arthur to... Darvill's reaction when it's like, no, not him, the pretty one. Thank Jeff. <laughs> oh, thanks. Like. Brilliant I acting there from Arthur Darville. Yeah. I I really like that. Um, so I want to also bring up the the beautiful. I feel like I'm skipping ahead a bit, but I want to bring up the beautiful scene of the apple. Oh, when he when he like throws the apple back to her, and it's like it's the same one. And you know it's the and same. And you know it's the same and one. And then we get that amazing like camera angle effect with the sun and it's the, just the whole the like um cinematography of this episode is is just brilliant i wanted to use that word but i don't i, I was like i thought is, that usually was just movies is, is that just movies it's it's the the tv-atography um, which is definitely not a word the anyway the bloke behind the camera did a really good job Yes. Should we, like, should we just say that? That in itself was perfection, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Because it's it's just a moment where you finally feel her realise, like, this is actually him. And this exactly this, gonna this is him. It's real. Yes. He's here, even if he's about yeah. to disappear again for another two years. But we'll get to that in a minute. Because yeah, um, we get the whole 
the climax. The bit where, so okay, so like the doctor like may or may not have stolen a fire engine, but but we don't have to worry too much about that. And we just he's get the doctor. He's the doctor. It's fine. He probably used the psychic paper. Um, yeah. The bit where he phones Amy and they're like, he, "We can't get through," and the doctor just says, "Look in a mirror." <laughs> it's like, sorry. So is the kissagram police outfit fooling hospital staff? Is that what we're meant to believe? Possibly. And also, how the hell did they let Rory back in? Because he's with her. Ah, uh, true. And um, and then sorry. we get some brilliant acting from a very young um, Olivia Coleman. You know, she's quite good. She, she could be in movies. You know, you know, like I, you know, I reckon she might even win an Oscar one day. <laughs> oh God, how times have changed! Not we're forgetting. What are we forgetting? The fact that the doctor slash nurse. What was she? She was a doctor. Yeah, she was a doctor. Mm-hmm. How she heard all the conversations. Oh my goodness. So she... And she still had like a lack of faith in the fact that Rory had she... seen all these people in the village. Like I get that sounds insane, but she heard coma patients she heard... calling for the Why doctor. would you all not just entertain time. Rory and just look at his phone? Exactly. And then she told him to take time off. Like, no. Well you're hearing I mean, hey seeing this. She died. Prisoner's era who killed her. So, eh. sorry, but I mean, you know, if you had listened to Rory, the greatest character um, in this episode, obviously, um, apart from um, Jeff's nan, <laughs> I don't know, I was just trying to think of a random character. <laughs> no, sorry, apart yeah. from the guy whose car Amy like takes when she locks the doctor <laughs> in it, and he's like, like, did he ever get his car keys back? I think I feel like after he did. his coffee. <laughs> I feel like he did. And also, um, so what? What point in the episode are we at, roughly? So we're at, we're at I want I want to talk about something that happens towards the end. I think mm-hmm. the way that the doctor does the whole virus resetting the countdowns to zero, in my head, genius, genius. But that is the good version of what happened in Last of the Time Lords. Ooh, yes. Because I'm still not, and I know not everyone is thrilled with the whole way that the Last of the Time Lords ends, with everyone just thinking of the word Doctor and all of that stuff, but we're not going to talk about that now. But I just wanted to make the comparison because I think this whole resetting of Countdowns to Zero is like a better version of what they did at the end of that story. Yes. I I personally really really find that scene in itself amazing yeah who the man i i i i'm i'm never gonna say that again (laughs) i love it when the doctor will say something and then be like i should never have said that especially like the regeneration phase is it's brilliant and the glimpses we get of the doctor's theme murray gold this Murray Gold's 11th Doctor theme, I think, is one of his best pieces of music he has ever done for the show. Dare I say it? It is one of the most iconic themes for a Doctor. It, it, it really is. The, like, I am the Doctor, and I hear it, and I smile, and I think of that. And we, we, like get, we, jumped, to... we, we jumped a little bit, because we get a full burst of that 
like after he calls them back. And I do want to very quickly jump back a bit and touch yes, upon. Because, we, we because get, I wanted we to get, bring up yeah, go on. something. Um, the psychic link. <sighs> Brilliant. And his reaction to himself is like. Is that, is that what I look like? <laughs> and that's yeah. why he knows he needs to get a change of clothes. And once again, um, shout out back to the third doctor. He steals his clothes from a hospital. And eighth doctor as well. He steals his clothes from a hospital. Go check out our third doctor episode. Yeah, yeah. And eighth doctor one will be coming in a few weeks. <laughs> so, I, I love the psychic link bit because... You you see him like how's 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 how are they thinking of me, you know? And then it's like, and then the little Amelia steps out. Oh, and the, like oh, the moment man. before when he's like, you need months to come up with that connection, and I've had years. And then Amy just drops. Oh, she's on the floor, floor. <laughs> and, and and then makes Prisoner Zero do a perfect impersonation of themselves. Yes, but I I think that's but yo but the, but we get the we get the 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 whole the whole warnings from Prisoner Zero. It's it's the beginning of of the season long arc. Silence before the Pandorica will open. Silence before the cracks in the skin of the universe. Don't you know where they came from? Um, the doctor in the TARDIS doesn't know. Doesn't know. I love that. Bri- brilliant <laughs> writing. As much hassle as I have given Stephen Moffat during his entire run as showrunner, he does write some brilliant episodes. He does. <laughs> Yeah, so so the the doctor succeeds, and then he calls the Atraxi back. You know, imagine like so someone robs your house. How how much do you reckon that um, Rory had to pay for those like roaming charges? Oh, for that for that phone call. But um, well, put it this way: they started leaving the earth, but I don't think they left left completely. <laughs> they, were still in, they were still in like yeah they, they were they were still like close enough that like for a phone it, call to be yeah, able to pick it, up it's probably like what you'd get if you tried to phone like Australia or something you know probably probably oh, you know, the doctor the doctor better have paid for it the, the, the doctor doesn't carry money <laughs> they can steal money though mm. As we've seen yep. multiple well, times. And they get the f- Doctor gets his fresh costume change. You've got the, the I am the Doctor theme in the background building. And he does his and whole, then... like, is this planet a threat to the Atraxi? Have yeah, these people of the planet a threat? Is this Are planet protected? protected? And then we get the amazing montage of every villain. And then all of the doctors and like only like the like third time that Paul McGann is officially like canonized. Like you briefly see him in um, the Journal of Impossible Things and then you get a proper glimpse of him in the next doctor. And then this is like essentially the, the third time that we see him and he's officially legitimate. He's our doctor. Yay, yay, yay. David Tennant's face pops up. 
Matt Smith and then he walks through bow tie jacket. Hello. I'm the doctor. I'm the doctor. Basically, yeah. run. Run. And the And then the giant eyeball goes back to the sky. So it's a good thing that like Harriet Jones wasn't hanging around because she'd then probably have shot the Atraxi. Hey, shout out to our tenth Doctor episode that you should go and watch. <laughs> go, go check. You know what? This has been an episode of drops. <laughs> it really has. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're getting sick of these, but also I'm not sorry because we've got to get in that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then um, if I may, two years later. <laughs> We get the doctor coming back on Amy's wedding night. I love Amy's reaction. That was two years ago. <laughs> and, and he just he just took the TARDIS for a quick spin and back to the mm-hmm. So fourteen years since Fish Custard. <gasps> yes. I wanna know what he did on the moon. Um Maybe checking in on uh, the Toth Doctor and uh, Clara. Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to me. Well, you know, as as we all know in the Doctor Who universe, the moon is an egg. So uh, <laughs> that's an episode I don't want to talk about right now. <laughs> and we don't have to because that is not the 11th Doctor. So, you know, he gets his, he gets his brand new Sonic. I love, like wide-eyed Karen Gillan as she steps in to the TARDIS. To the TARDIS. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Say it. I prefer this TARDIS to his second one. Although it, it, I, I really like this one. I prefer it. I like a bright TARDIS. <laughs> it reminds me of um, Gallifrey. Mm. Like a lot. And also, I have to tell you something, because one day your life might depend on it. I am definitely a madman with a box. <laughs> uh, no, <I> accept <laughs> also, like, the more I think about the way that this story ends, and then you see, like, the next time trailer for The Beast Below, and you see the trailer for, like, the whole of Series 5, it feels really um, Peter Pan. Yes. You know, like it's like Peter and Wendy, um, and in the end, Peter loses Wendy. Yes, it's... I did. Yes, I did make that reference. It's accepted by me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Um... Five five points for anyone who um, can tweet us um, and tell me what I just uh, referenced um, that isn't. Peter Pan, because obviously I was referencing Peter Pan. Um, tweet us at Subwave underscore Podcast and tell me. And you win five points. Five points. There, 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 there. Five points to your Hufflepuff house. Yes. You better be Hufflepuffs. <laughs> um, I just wanted to quickly ask this. Mm-hmm. Is it the second TARDIS that Matt has that has all the Gallifreyan at the top? Or is that just Capaldi's? Because they're very similar. They're very similar. I think there might be some elements, but they're definitely enhanced on Capaldi's first TARDIS. Yes. He get, I'm he, going to make a point on Capaldi's episode when we get to it. Yes, he he get after. he gets he gets the the new TARDIS later on, and I suppose we will we'll come back at the end to touch on the eleventh hour once again. But we shall shall now uh, talk about the rest of 
the amazing era. era of the 11th Doctor. Like, for me, this kicks off Series 5, and Series 5 is one of my favourite, like, series of Doctor Who episodes, even though we go from the 11th hour into a not quite as strong episode in The Beast Below. But, you know, you have things like not everyone loves the Angel two-parter, but Time of Angels, Flesh and Stone, which was also the first episode shot. Matt Smith and Karen Gillan shot this before they shot the 11th hour. Um, little, That's my little factoid for the week for you. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a brilliant two-parter, and I, I love the finale. Pandora opens Big Bang. There, you know, there's like Vincent and the Doctor in this series. There's the Lodger. You know, there's there's Amy's Choice. Like, there are some really, really strong episodes. Mm-hmm. And that's just series five. You know, and, um, go on. I, I want to say, I think Vincent and Doctor deserve so much love. It is. The the it, acting it's... in it is brilliant, especially from Tony Curran as Vincent. You mm-hmm. you get a lovely uncredited cameo from Bill Nye, where he every word that comes out of his mouth is magical. I mean, you get Vincent Van Gogh flirting with Amy Pond. <laughs> I love that. And then we get the incredible scene where. They go back. No, they take him. Into they the take future. him to the future, and I and I like almost have a tear in my eye. Think just thinking of that scene. Well, let's not. Let's cry let, and let's talk. Let, I just want to touch on season six quickly, since we touched on season five. Of course, we will not. If before we do that, I just very briefly was before we move on from season five, just want to mention. Matt Smith's speech in Pandorica Opens. Oh, yes. Matt Smith is brilliant when he gets these these monologues. And they do kind of like overdo it with some of the ones they give him like in C- in series seven. But at this point, yeah. he is still like knocking them out. Like he always knocks them out of the park, but he knocks this one out of the park. I used to know this, like the whole speech word for word. Just the way that he commands it. Like, he's standing in Stonehenge. He's talking to all of these ships. And it's brilliant. It's such a brilliant scene. I love that episode a lot. And I think we need to touch on that at some point. We definitely will. Because it is, like, one of Moffat's best two-parters as well, in my opinion. Like, it's a brilliant... it's, It's one of his best series finales I, well. I i really enjoy that one it's it's solid but we will we can now move on and we will touch on series six what are your what are your standout series six moments the doctor's wife obviously obviously um closing time like when i think of these episodes these are the ones that like jump to my mind mm-hmm. straight away curse of the black spot Spot, spot, spot. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to comment on um, Curse of the no. Black Spot. Pirate, Pirate Amy, Pirate Amy. I know, but is Pirate Listen, Amy I'm enough? Okay, fine, fine. Yes, 
I'll, um, I'll allow it. Can I also mention um, A Good Man Goes to War? And Let's Kill Hitler. And, and Let's Kill Hitler, which we had to wait like months in between the two. Um, but hey, hey, we got to see Melody. And then we got the amazingness of Amy and Rory actually getting to her. Uh... You named your daughter after your after daughter. After your daughter. Yeah. Only in Doctor Who would it make sense. Only in Doctor Who. And you know what? Whilst we're still on series six, before we talk about the finale, because I don't want to talk about Wedding Forever Song, um, there's a brilliant, like, sort of all three episodes that happened before Wedding of River Song I love. You get the girl who waited, which the God complex. The God complex and closing time. Craig. Craig. Like Craig God complex is such an voice. interesting story. And Girl Who Waited, you get a like that's a brilliant Amy story. Yeah. Do you know what? Amy, Amy and Rory do a lot of waiting over <laughs> over their years on Doctor Who. You know, Rory waits for two thousand years. I mean that that does explain why she's called the girl who waited. Mm-hmm. But it just makes sense. But hey, he's the he's the last centurion who waited as well. He is plastic, fantastic. You know, we should change the song "Barbie Girl" to um, I'm a Rory doll. <laughs> You know, Roman oh. world, life is plastic. It's not fantastic. Also, shout out, not an ad, but it was revealed, and we mentioned on the podcast um, about a month ago, I want to say, that Big Finish are making some stories with Arthur Darville about his time as the last centurion, which are going to be really, really cool. They are. Um, the I want to briefly touch on the wedding of River Song. For me, it really could have done with being a two-parter. It yeah. It's about the only thing. Because there is just so much going on. And, <laughs> I mean, it's it, it it's great. Because you get, like, Winston Churchill talking about downloads. And ev- <laughs> everyone's hair is a bit, is like a little bit longer than it should be. Um, and it ends with that brilliant moment of um, the, the thing where, for like, I'm... Um, for a while at least i um like headcanoned myself that the doctor's name was look into my eye um crickets crickets <laughs> okay so <laughs> if if you need a refresher on that scene um when the um doctor marries river yeah um you're you're aware you're aware of the uh I consent and gladly give from from Amy and Rory, and and the doctor says t- uh, to River like I'm gonna whisper you something, and he says I just told you my name, but what he really said was look into my eye, and River then sees that the doctor's in the tesselector. Ooh. Um. So so for so for like a good five minutes at least before River is like rule one the doctor lies when she then sees Amy again. But that's Amy at that point in time, and River has just come out of the Byzantium. Because, um, you know, wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Spacey wacy. <laughs> Humany woomany. Um, and, jelly and, welly. And it's all so nice and happy. And you get the moment at the end of Dr. Widow Wardrobe where 
Amy and Rory found, find out well, like actually see the doctor again. And and then they go and go like, okay, series seven, this is like series seven part one is all at these big epic, like each episode is a movie. Amy and Rory are only here from part one. There I there's there's gonna be this new companion. Um just, just a quick thing. Yeah, go on. You guys should go check out the power of three. We covered this on the podcast. We should. You should, sorry. We should. We we were on that episode. Um yeah, yeah. We, we spoke about the Power of Three as our lockdown um special sure. in, in honor of all of the lockdown tweet alongs that inspired this podcast. Um amongst many, many other things that inspired this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, it was uh, just to ramble on. Yeah, basically. I I just, I just wanted an outlet to ramble on even more about Doctor Who than I already do. Um <laughs> Series series seven A, like I I really like all of those episodes. Asylum of the Daleks is so complex, and you meet Clara, but you but she's not Clara at that point. She's Oswin. Um, and also, I think it was a valid question: Where did she get the eggs? Everyone um, jumps over that, but where did you get the milk and the eggs from a souffle? Hmm. Um. What if she laid them? But 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 <laughs> oh, it's like that moment when Rory thinks that the Dalek bumps the eggs. <laughs> what? Eggs. That's a that's a line in the Doctor Who cookbook. Fun fact: Eggster mix bake. Do you know what? we should touch on Asylum of the Daleks as well at some point? We, we I say at some point, listeners, in you know. It, that might be yeah that might be two years time we'll finally talk about Simon the daleks um but yeah. hey yeah check check out for, for that episode in in about 2022 um we should actually do that episode in 2022 now <laughs> <laughs> just see who waited what like 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 the girl who waited if any of you actually wait and you're still with us in 2022 and we do that episode in 2022 just just tweet us just tweet us then tweet, tweet us and you will get um fish fingers and custard no i'll actually give someone I'll, I'll actually do a thing where i give away stuff if people are actually do you know what? if we still have a podcast in two years time i will give away i don't know what yet um but i will give away something give me away for a week uh, no but then who will host the podcast with me oh 24 hours you guys okay, twenty four hours. Twenty four hours where I just sit and talk about Doctor Who with you. That's it. Um, and the only thing I'm gonna say about the Angels Take Manhattan is that it still makes me sad when I watch the scene where um, Amy says "Raggedy Man Goodbye," um, and 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 yeah, and, and and that scene makes me sad. So I'm basically just gonna skip. I over. quickly want to touch upon yeah, the fact on. that. Oh, wait, who woke up first? It was Rory, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Rory woke up first. So, oh, yes. Yeah, you go on. So the theory is that as they were about to, you know, pancake. Jump off of the building um, from the um, Statue of Liberty, who cannot be a um, weeping angel, but we're not going to talk about the ludicrousity of um, that part of the episode. You're going to bring up a really good point. 
Um, so as they were falling, um, Rory must have put his arms around Amy. Which I believe like, we see him do as they jump off. Yes. So he took the the hardest hit. Like obviously it was still high enough for them both to uh You know. You know. Paradox. Yeah. But it's just a sweet thing to think about, like the fact that he still is willing to try and protect her, knowing full well like it wouldn't it might not work. Which obviously it didn't, but you know. It was such a sweet scene. And this is good. It's a good theory. All, it is, fact. and and they were like basically that was like my first companion leaving story. And you say Manhattan because like Matt Smith was like my first proper doctor. Um, so I spent a lot of the early episodes of season seven, series seven B, even being like, I'm not sure about this Clara. Like I like Jenna Coleman as an actor; she seems to be doing a pretty decent job, but I'm not a fan of the Impossible Girl storyline. And but Matt Smith is still wearing Amy's glasses, and that's really sweet. Um, also, doesn't help that a lot of Series Seven B is not the strongest episodes. However, your favorite episodes on this season, my fa- <laughs> um, <laughs> the Rings of Akerson. R- Rings of Akerson is probably not even my least favorite. It's, may- it's maybe my least favorite Eleventh Doctor story, like, but it's definitely not my least favorite Doctor Who story um, because Matt Smith. Do- this is the thing where like. They they try and lean on like Matt Smith giving that big speech at the end, um, and then completely be like, no, that speech it doesn't matter. Um, here's yeah. a leaf that's more important. And I, but anyway, we're going to talk about the Rings Factor Ten probably when we talk about Clara, um, which will be in a few months. Um, but which version of Clara will we talk about? You'll have to wait and find Stay out. Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> um, but l- retroactively looking back, realizing that the reason that Series Seven B is as weak as it is, is because Stephen Moffat was trying to work out how to do the Day of the Doctor. Yeah. Because, as I think we've said on the podcast before, there was a point in the year where the only person who was signed on for that story was Jenna Coleman. They had to renegotiate Matt Smith's contract to bring him in for two more episodes. They there was no like David Tennant or Billy Piper or John Hurt or any of that at like the early, early stages. Um it potentially we could have had a fiftieth anniversary special that was just Clara. Um, I wouldn't have been mad. I mean, I mean what she what would she have done? God who knows. knows. But, but we Jim got Coleman. such a <laughs> yes. All right, yes, especially uh her dress from the snowman. Anyway. Um, the the um not not the uh, governess one the um like uh, bar lady one. Um, anyway, <laughs> I feel like I need to grab a memory worm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Strax is brilliant in that episode. Um, anyway, as a, as a Jenny ambassador, um, Passenos the gang like crucial part of of the Eleventh Doctor's era. Um, so much so that they bring them back for deep breath for the start of Peter Capaldi, which we're going to mention. In a few weeks' time, um, but the whole like name of the Doctor, Day of the Doctor, Time of the Doctor, that like those three stories are just really like Moffat. Really, he knocks it out of the park. Like we've spoken about Day of the Doctor before, we're going to speak about it again come November. It's it's just a it's it's brilliant. It's so great that for Doctor Who's fiftieth anniversary that they did knock it out the park and do such a brilliant yeah. job 
you know, you get like a you get a Tom Baker cameo at the end. The curator. You know, that's it, right? Yes, the curator. Yay! I really like that episode. And time of the doctor. Go on. Do you have do you have more on day? Yeah. So we actually get to also see something that I find pretty hilarious is the Doctor insulting his future self. Oh, I. We will obviously talk about more. Every 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 instance of the Doctor meeting their past slash future selves is brilliant, and you and they make fun of the Tardis and. Look, like at some point we need to touch on on all of them. Three, you know, three doctors, five doctors, two doctors. Um, uh, I'm I'm blanking on Capaldi's last story name, um, where he meets the first doctor. Um, twice upon a time, there we go. I was going to get there eventually. Um, Day of the Doctor as well. Like, it, every time you get more than one doctor together on screen, it is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I, I love it. Even off screen, when we've had doctors meet in like the comics and the books, I I don't know how much you're interested in that um my side of it. My experience in that side is uh, very limited. Um I I'm just gonna quickly bring up the instance where um so thirteen has her own comic series with the tenth doctor. It's amazing. I, I definitely recommend reading it. So when they see each other, he's like, yeah, it's still not ginger. <laughs> but they're like, they're like, like, what are you doing here? It's just like being ginger. Now I think about it, I should have brought this up last time. We talked about them. Uh, whatever. Yeah. It's it's fine. It's fine. We 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 know that um you know the doctor is obsessed with uh being ginger. Being ginger. Um yeah, I do want to like because we're gonna. Uh, there's so many things I could say about Day of the Doctor, but I'm gonna save, save my them. thoughts for like f- five months down the line, um, when when I can just talk about that episode. But time of the Doctor, like not everyone loves. But for me, because this was like my first regeneration, like first proper regeneration, I was so emotional at the end. And you look back now and you go in that last scene, Matt Smith and Karen Gillan are both wearing wigs because <laughs> they both <laughs> shaved their head for heads for roles. Um, but I didn't that that wasn't, you know, I didn't even mind that. Obviously, Caitlin Blackwood was far too old at that point. So they had to get this random other child to pretend to be young Amelia. Um, it was yeah, but- it, it it was pretty you know you get matt smith when he he finishes the fish fingers and custard and he takes off his bow tie and it it's it's a brilliant ending and i mean if, if you if you have anything to add on time of the doctor please do because then i want to touch upon a couple of other appearances that matt smith makes um I think we can go touch on the other ones because I, I know on... what you're going to bring up. You know, right? You, you. I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. The Sarah, the Sarah Jane, Jane Adventures, Adventures was what got me into Let's this show, and Matt Smith, the Eleventh Doctor, makes an appearance in Day of the Doctor alongside Liz Sladen, 
as Sarah Jane Smith and Katie Manning as Joe Grant. Sorry, Joe Jones now. And Joe Jones. It is so great watching them react with each other. I mean that the the best part of that episode is Sarah and Joe. Um just like swapping stories. But like the doctor is brilliant in it and when I was thinking about oh the doctors in the Sarah Jane Adventures and I realized that there's an actor crossover which this is the episode to bring it up. So in this episode, in the in Death the in uh, sorry Death of the Doctor, um, uh, Rani and Clyde remind Sarah Jane about the Mona Lisa. Okay, if you go 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 with me on this. You'll see where I'm going in a second. Yep. And and the Doctor says, "What do you mean the Mona Lisa?" Because as uh, listeners may or may not know, um, the Fourth Doctor encounters uh, the real Mona Lisa in, I believe, it's City of Death. Um, but I, but I bring this up because in the Sarah Jane Adventures, the Mona Lisa is played by Saran Jones, who appears in Doctor Who Series 6 as Idris, <laughs> the embodiment of the TARDIS. <laughs> and we go full circle. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen these episodes... What, of what watch them that watch watch the doctor's wife because it's just a it's a fabulous story watch like the sarah jane adventures especially the episodes featuring um david tennant and matt smith as the doctor because they are brilliant 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 um yeah. he even gets a little cameo and we will talk about it when we talk about deep breath um we'll talk about the matt smith cameo in it there um, and the importance of it. Um, I, I I even wrote down in my notes. Do you remember Doctor Who: The Adventure Games? <gasps> yes. Because they're obviously yeah, starring, and I can't remember if they actually got Matt Smith in to do dialogue, or if it's a if it's a sound like it's probably Jacob Dudman who does a brilliant Matt Smith impression. And I mean, he's 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 done so much. He's done like audio for Big Finish as the 11th Doctor, he did a lot of the extra stuff that was written around the Doctor Who lockdown, uh, that he he's voiced some of the things for that, um, and he's brilliant. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to briefly mention Doctor Who the Adventure Games, because I thought of it when I was thinking about the 11th Doctor. The one I have the strongest memory of <laughs> is the gunpowder plot. I was going to say that exact one. I believe that involves the Rutans. Which don't, don't quote me. I which, was a child. We, they they're the enemy of the Sontarans. They're the they're the creatures that the Sontarans are always fighting. But I'm pretty sure that this was the first time I'd ever like actually knew what the Rutans were. Um, I'm also might be like mixing two um, adventure games up. This is not a you know adventure games commentary. <laughs> Um, that will come next week. No, uh, that, that, that's going to be in about four years <laughs> when they bring them out on like the PS6 or whatever. <laughs> Remastered. I don't know. <laughs> I really want them to remaster the adventure games. They were such good. Or at least make some new ones because they were like a statement of my childhood. They, they were brilliant. Um, all right. 
let's we have been i mean i will i will talk about matt smith's 11th doctor for like hours and hours and hours but for the sake of the listeners um we will begin to wrap this episode up so would you like to kick us off with any final thoughts on the 11th hour the rest of matt smith's era bow ties Um, fezzes stetsons i'm just trying to list all the things that are cool um but i'll let you start talking again (laughs) i'm 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 gonna leave my thoughts on the 11th doctor's rest of era because otherwise i'll be here forever but my thoughts on the 11th hour as like the final thoughts once again, I know I tend to say this with a lot of our episodes, but if you are new to Doctor Who and you're just listening to this podcast somehow because you you just want to know what it's about or whatever, this is an amazing starter episode. Not that like Rose or or Christmas Invasion aren't good, because they're really good, but in my opinion, out of all the episodes we've got, this is definitely the one I hate the not not like in the who, there we go. Out of all the stars we have, this is the rate the highest because you get introduced to some of the best companions that have had a doctor in the who. I really like the dynamic of the of the the, the squad, the fam, the gang, whatever's <laughs> the fam. Um, and really really good episode it's it's got loads of strong points like you chaos you're getting amy i mean that's just a point of sin. <laughs> um yeah uh <clears throat> i just think this one's a really really good starter episode if you want to and i like this one a lot and i don't know how to really wrap up my final thoughts on this one for some reason <laughs> Uh, so I will, I, I I I will do that for you, and I will bring uh, on to my final thoughts. I have I have kind of two main points. Um, the first one being that, like, I agree with you. I would argue that this is one of the best jumping on points for the show, um, because it still feels, even though this episode is now ten years old, it still feels modern yeah. enough, and it still feels new. It doesn't like. You go back and you watch Rose and it feels like significantly in the past. But you watch this episode and it still feels very new. And also like it tells you that like this is what Doctor Who is. You get time travel, you get the Doctor and you get a pretty good sense. Like Matt Smith does have character development, but you get a pretty good sense of his Doctor. You get a good sense of Amy and you even touch on Rory, who like one of my favourite TARDIS teams like ever 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 you know it's up there with like fourth doctor sarah jane and harry and 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 and, and, and all of the and the brilliant uh, other classic ones and and some other new ones for me um it's it's just brilliant like i cannot speak highly enough of this 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 is one of the episodes i have seen more than any other it is one of my favorite episodes it's i i cannot speak you know any highly any more highly than I currently am. Um, I just like you should all go and watch this episode. Um, and I only have one other thing to say before I wrap us up, um, and that is yep. a word which we haven't said yet. Um, and I think it's that it's perfect that I 
end on this before I do our wrap up. Um, and that is Geronimo. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I, I can't believe we got through a whole episode talking about the Eleventh Doctor without saying the word Geronimo. Well, ten. <laughs> Technically, we did. Technically, viewers, listeners, whatever you guys want to be called, Martin. <laughs> Viewer. Stop giving him. Stop giving him shout outs. He's not going to watch the podcast. Anyways, before we started recording, we do the podcast. We like to have little chats because sometimes in the day we don't have our catch up. So the Scott brought us into this podcast by saying the word Geronimo. I so did. Technically, we said. Technically, we did Technic- on this recording. It's yes, there, which you guys won't hear sadly, but. But hey, whenever yeah. we release bloopers, you'll hear it. Yeah. As well as many, many other things. <laughs> All right. So that wraps up our episode on the 11th hour and the 11th doctor. Now, next week is going to be interesting because we are dipping back into classic Doctor Who with Twin Dilemma and the sixth doctor, Colin Baker. Now, quick thing. I have never seen this episode, but I have been told so much about it. So I'm actually now back around to a point where I'm interested in watching it. To see if it's as bad as everyone says it's basically. Oh no. (laughs) We might be about to go from one of the best openings to one of the worst, but we'll see. Positivity! Positivity! Hey, we get to see um, Perry. We 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 get a bit of Perry. Um, exactly. Um, also, like Colin Baker, like now, like everything he's done recently, absolutely brilliant. Like he was one of the first people to like publicly endorse Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor after she was announced. He like he has the T-shirt. I I used to have a my phone screensaver used to have uh, his quote of "She's the Doctor, whether you like it or not." Um, which is a version of a line that he says in Twin Dilemma um, or possibly says at the end of Chaos Androzani, my memories. A little bit shaky on that fact. But anyway, that is what you have to look forward to next week. Um, and don't worry, New Who fans, um, because after that, it's a double bill of New Doctor Who. And you'll have to find out what episodes they are when next we week. return next week on the subway network podcast i don't know why i'm making all of these pointed pauses but i'm pointing with my 11th dr sonic screwdriver as i say them (laughs) so i mean hey if you're still with us thank you because this is this will be a long one thank you for joining us until next week this is the subwave network signing off goodbye goodbye thanks for listening enjoying the podcast consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell your friends about us. Want to find out more? Well, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash subwave network. Follow us on Twitter at subwave underscore podcast or on Instagram at subwave network. Come along, pond.